It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What should you expect now that Carson Wentz is back on the active roster and we look into the immediate and near futures of the Washington Commanders right now on Locked On Commanders? Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Commanders fans, and welcome into the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app, which you can find on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. We thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison, my co-host sitting and speaking right next to me is Chris the Rooster Russell, both of us fully credentialed members of the media covering your Washington Commanders. Chris is doing it for the Team 980, where he and Pete Medhurst are rocking the mic live 9 a.m. to noon Eastern every Monday through Friday. Of course, if you can't catch them then, then you can catch them anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find me writing about your Commanders on Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Chris, back from the bye week, how was the vacation? You look tanner than ever. Got yourself a little army action, I saw. Good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I was at Lincoln Financial Field where the commanders handed the Eagles their only loss of the yeah. year. So I was absorbing some of that commanders, commanders, commanders aura on Saturday at the Army in the Navy game. What's that? Yeah. With a bunch of future commanders in the stands. Exactly. Probably Absolutely. not on the field. Probably not a lot of future commanders on the field, if you know what I'm saying. But there are yeah, definitely a lot of future I, commanders in the stadium. Uh, I, I smell what you're cooking, although they could always use some of that pen, punt blocking. Uh, that mm-hmm. Army is really uh, good at. Congratulations to your Army guys, by the way. Yeah. That's a big win for uh, the Knights uh, and from West Point in double overtime. All right, David, today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24-7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash lot on NFL to learn more. We, of course, thank you for making your uh, uh, us your first listen and view of the day. And David, now that we're back from by and 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 you look rested. I mean, you didn't have anything else to do. I'm not rested, right? At all. Uh, how's Tom Brady doing? Okay. Tom Brady is not doing well these days. <laughs> yeah, I assume. That, that's it. I hope he's not doing well these days. Uh, you know, the the thought was presented to me that the Commanders might somehow actually make the playoffs and face Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That is that absolutely a-, a possibility. And at yeah. this stage, I would take the Commanders to win that game. I would, too. All right, we'll get to uh, that maybe uh, more as we dive a little bit deeper. But the big news on Monday now, we should point out, uh, even though they had the bye and they had all of last week off, 
Ron Rivera has given these guys as much vacation as you can possibly give as a head coach. Because once again, on Monday, yeah. players did not practice. There was no media availability. There'll be a walkthrough close to the media on Tuesday. Ron Rivera will be addressing the media via Zoom. So nothing really in person until Wednesday. But we did get some news. Carson Wentz has been activated to the 53 uh, off of the IR. Remember, he was activated to practice a couple of weeks ago, so that time was running out. He had right. to be reactivated back to the 53-man roster. Uh, and unfortunately, some news on the center front, which is not good, Tyler Larson on IR. Let's get to Wentz okay. first, David. What do you think this means beyond the obvious? Um, I think that it means that Carson Wentz is going to back up Taylor Heineke against the New York Giants. And, you know, look, uh, the Houston Texans did a very interesting thing on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. And not only did they almost beat the Dallas Cowboys, but they did it using two quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And we've seen two quarterback sets in the past, but really that usually lives in college. Usually in the NFL, if you're seeing two quarterbacks playing one game, it's because someone got hurt or it's because someone uh, was was performing very, very poorly. You know what I mean? Which if you look at the Texans, you could probably argue that's a possibility as well. But really outside of like the New Orleans Saints in modern memory, I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, a play here or there. But really, we haven't seen a team that I can think of anyway that came out with kind of like that's their strategies. We've got two quarterbacks. They're in a man one position. I don't think the Washington Commanders do that. I don't think Scott Turner wants to go that direction. I don't think Ron Rivera wants to go that direction. But it's just kind of an interesting thought when you look at just kind of the way the NFL is going, the way the NFL has gone, and you have the Washington Commanders. Now you have two quarterbacks that could potentially serve roles on the team. But I think really all eyes are going to be on Carson. How does he approach the backup duties, right? Like he's he's been on the field. We see him talking with the other quarterbacks. I've talked to Sam Howell specifically and he's kind of gone over some of the things that he and Carson talked about on the sidelines during games and kind of how he's helping him grasp the game from the sideline, getting the mental reps and all those things. So I know that he's been contributing as much as he can from the, from the, from the outside, but now he's going to be in uniform, you know, uh, I mean, uh, he could, he could actually be inactive, but we assume, right. That he's going to be in uniform standing on the sideline, holding the clipboard, as I like to say, and that's going to be, kind of new territory for him here and it's going to bring back memories of philadelphia and a lot of people are going to be wanting to see how he behave how he uh, yeah behaves yeah unless something happens during the practice week i fully expect wentz to be in uniform and not only in uniform yeah. but to be the backup and sam howell to not be in uniform because right. teams only almost always only activate two quarterbacks which means he's one snap away from playing right injury what have Whatever the case might be, even remember, think about it. You know, if, if Taylor Heineke's helmet comes off on one play, yeah. he's got to come out for a play. Well, yeah. guess what? So he's obvious. Th the obvious is he's the backup quarterback, I think, unless anything, something goes wrong in practice this week, which is a further problem or mm -hmm. would be a further problem. He's one snap away again, which I think is pretty obvious. But I, I guess where I was going with that is, is there any way we see Wentz on Sunday night? Like if Heineke really, really, really struggles for two or three quarters, does Ron Rivera and Scott Turner have the temptation and do they pull mm. the trigger, if you will, for lack of a better term? Mm -hmm. I don't think it happens yeah. because I don't think Heineke plays bad enough. Yeah. 
But the notion that Heineke is just going to roll over the Philadelphia Eagles like Jalen Hurts did and the Eagles, uh, that's not happening. I'm sorry. So could we see one of those terrible Green Bay Packer-like first halves where he almost has three interceptions and does have one or two and they need a spark plug? Yeah, I I think that's a possibility. I'll have more on that uh, in a separate episode uh, on our next episode, and I'm sure you'll talk a little bit about it uh, with Patricia once again when Crossover Thursday comes around later in the week. But we also mentioned Tyler Larson put on IR the rest of the regular season, uh, at least. And dislocated kneecap, that's what the report was. This is a brutal injury. It means probably in all likelihood we're back to Nick Martin, who really struggled that particular position. And David, I think combined with the instability at right guard, because remember, Sam Cosme got hurt, Trey Mm -hmm. Turner's hurt. We don't know the status of those guys. It might be Wes Schweitzer at right guard. It might be Martin at center. And I think this is, especially against that giant front, this is a real big problem. Yeah, this is going to be rough. I mean, you know, a lot of people won't look at that Eagles game and kind of say, you know, you know, how the, you know, the Giants really aren't that great and they're not that good. And there's some there's some validity to that, but also to remember the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line is pretty good and they've been playing together for a long time. They're very united, you know what I mean? And and these are a bunch of guys. I mean, it's almost like a week to week thing where we've got a different offensive line playing in front of either Taylor or Carson, whoever uh, is playing quarterback, and and that's brutal. You you never want to go down to the third guy on any depth chart to be your number one guy. You know, I don't I don't care who who the team is or who the player is or, or how deep you think you are. So to go to once again, have to go to your third center, especially during a stretch of the season. I mean, you you need wins uh, to secure your spot. It's it's absolutely brutal for this team. Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's actually their their third center the first time around, and now right. I guess it would be their fifth change or something at center. It has been a constant merry-go-round. All right, coming up, yeah. how the Commanders won and won again on Sunday without even breaking a sweat. It was beautiful if you smell what we're cooking. But first, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. That's right, guys. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. I was so curious after the Giants got whitewashed by those Eagles on Sunday and the Commanders obviously not playing, what the opening line would be on Bet Online. And then I got the email from my buddy Jimmy Shapiro, and it was four and a half. Four and a half for the Washington Commanders. That seems about right. The normal or usual three-point home favorite, reasonable, comparable teams, and then a little extra juice, if you will, uh, for the Commanders. So that's where we are to open the week. We will see where the line moves, but you can get the latest odds and trends uh, on everything, football, college football, bowl games, basketball, and more at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, they have them as well. Bet Online where the game starts. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders Podcast also brought to you by Taro. Taro is the world's largest car marketplace, car sharing marketplace. So Taro, you can book any car you want, wherever you want, whenever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and even Australia. You can book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family trip, a classic or luxury vehicle for date night, or if you've been thinking about the electric vehicles, but you're not quite sure you can test drive one of those uh, very simply. Many Taro hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip from Taro is ba- is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions and exclusions do apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at taro.com. 
Oh, once again, we thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the Locked On Sports Today podcast with Peter Bukowski and friends. From the games that matter to the most, uh, the to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard, beyond the scenes, local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, David. So the Commanders won a couple of times on Sunday, and they didn't even have to raise their left hand up or whatever that thing is. Um, And they didn't have to lift a finger, quite honestly. Uh, The Giants, as we mentioned, were smoked at home by the Philadelphia Eagles to drop to 7-5-1. That record might sound familiar because, well, that's the commander's record, 7-5-1. While the Seahawks, without their two top running backs, and maybe Geno Smith's arguably his worst game of the year, lost at home to the suddenly improving Carolina Panthers. How are we feeling about the playoffs right now with the commanders in the sixth seed uh, in in terms of playoff positioning? And again, still four games to go. So you don't like count anything for sure. But right now they're not even in the seventh seed, which they were in just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to feel pretty good about about what the Washington commanders have going on. I mean, uh, right now sitting in the sixth seed again, they've got a 73% chance of making the playoffs as of right now. No matter what happens Monday night, New England, Arizona, a tie, it doesn't matter. The the, the, the odds stay the same. The, the commanders have a 73% chance of making the playoffs regardless of the Monday night result, so that doesn't matter. Um, and then going into next week, I mean, Seattle is coming off of a loss. San Francisco is, is coming off of a win. They play each other right now. San Francisco is leading the NFC West, so if you're a commanders fan, you want San Francisco to continue winning. They have the number one defense in the National Football League, and apparently Brock Purdy is the next coming of Steve Young or Joe Montana. Call him Joe Young uh, for all I care. And so if they can continue the Seahawks losing ways, then that just helps the Washington Commanders knock down a, a wild card contender. And the Carolina Panthers, look, I've seen a good amount of Carolina Panthers football this season. While I would say that in some ways they're better than people expect or think that they are, I think mostly on defense, they're also not as good as they really kind of looked against the Seattle Seahawks. Like that's probably about the best I've seen them look against an opponent, and I think it's more of an indictment on the Seattle Seahawks than it is a compliment to the Panthers. I think maybe the Seahawks are kind of coming down to earth uh, a little bit and maybe kind of showing who they really are after teams have had uh, you know, a good dozen or so weeks of film uh, to really watch against them. Don't forget, Tampa Bay Buccaneers also beat the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, we're look, we've seen from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? They can beat the teams that aren't very good when they face the teams that have some talent. Uh, things don't go very well, so... You know, if you're the Washington Commanders, bottom line, just take care of business. If you can beat the New York Giants, which you should beat the New York Giants, um, then then obviously that will help. Then you've got San Francisco, Cleveland, and you've got Dallas, San Francisco. I'm just going to go on record right now and say it's probably going to be a loss. We'll see what actually happens between now and then as far as health is concerned. But, you know, I think most people would expect the 49ers to come out uh, on top mm-hmm. of that matchup specifically because of how good the Niners defense really is. Um but then you got the Dallas Cowboys, who are certainly a beatable team. I know that this team's already lost to them once before, but look at the improvements they made going into that game. Look, if you can win even half of your remaining games, you probably make the playoffs. If you win three of, their, of your last four remaining games after you beat the Giants, right, then you're definitely going to the playoffs. So I think you just got to focus in-house and, and right. rely on yourself, which is what this team has done all season long. Yeah, now a win against the Giants obviously would be huge for many reasons, right? Of course right. – 
uh, you know, head-to-head tiebreaker then would be in their favor. They would be, meaning Washington would be 8-5-1, and one, further solidifying that sixth seed as of right now. The Giants would drop back to 7-6-1. and one. Say Seattle beats San Francisco. Again, at home, they're kind of desperate. Thursday night, short week, all of that. Erase the taste in their mouth. Brock Purdy on the road for the first time, so on and so forth. Say Seattle wins that game, they would be eight and six. Giants would be seven, six, and one. So Seattle would leapfrog the Giants, right? Um, and for Washington, uh, you know, again, they have a little bit of cushion because if they were to beat the Giants, not only would they uh, leapfrog the uh, well, they're currently ahead of the Giants, but but further, I guess, it move away from the Giants. But they would also be five, four, and one, David. In the conference, the Giants would be three, six, and one. So almost surely, Washington would obviously win any and all tiebreakers uh, with the Giants if it came down to that, even at the end of the season. And Seattle, if they were to win, they would be six and five in the conference. Uh, and again, Washington would be five, four, and one. So that's important for Washington to win, obviously, to kind of keep pace, assuming that Seattle wins. We're worried about things that we just simply don't have the answer to, and in terms of control uh, right now. But Again, them getting those wins without having to do anything <laughs> on Sunday uh, is huge, uh, obviously, because of what it gives the commanders the opportunity to do. Giants at yeah. home, San Francisco, probably no Debo Samuel, and that's important. That's a, that's a potentially another big break. Uh, and as well, then home for Cleveland, home for Dallas to close it out. And Dallas might be resting their guys, so we will see. Uh, is it a big deal in your eyes that the Detroit Lions are surging or not really? Uh, it is to a certain extent, but real quick, you know, if the Washington Commanders beat the New York Giants uh, this coming week, their playoff percentage is go up to 90% just by yeah. just by handling your own business right. it jumps to 90%. If Washington wins and Seattle loses, that percentage jumps to 93%. If okay. Seattle wins, like you kind of mentioned, but you win, your percentage drops all the way down to 88%. So win. Those are those are interesting. Those are higher than I thought they yeah. would be to be quite honest with you. So win and your odds go up 15%. Like mm -hmm. no matter what else happens, Detroit Lions, Seattle Seahawks doesn't matter. Win and your percentage goes up. The Detroit Lions surging, it is important. I don't think it's I don't it shouldn't scare anybody, right? Like if the Detroit Lions make the playoffs over, say, a Washington Commanders, it's going to be because the Washington Commanders collapsed more than mm -hmm. it is the Detroit Lions did anything to take that spot. I agree. I, it was pointed out on my radio show because Pete and I were initially talking about, hey, the Lions, they're surging. That's a team you don't want to deal with. What if they catch the commanders? But because of the commanders tie right now, the only way that a tiebreaker and therefore head to head would come into play is if Detroit actually tied in a game and then they wound up with the same record. So it doesn't look like it doesn't look like that is going to complicate things for uh, the Washington Commanders. So just something to keep an, an eye out on. Uh, and when we return right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, yeah, we're back from the bye. We're going to talk about what might be ahead in the offseason, but what you can control right now. A little bit convoluted. You'll see what we're talking about. Don't you dare go anywhere. But first, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks and PrizePicks.com. 
David knows what prize picks are. I know what prize picks is. You as well. That's fun, easy to compete, and quick to play. Here's what you do. You pick between two and five players, and if they score more or less than their PP projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any you can play any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, college football, men's college hoops. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Download the Prize Picks app right now. Go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive up to a 100% instant deposit match, up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, Prize Picks is going to give you 100. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks is going to give you 50. Don't forget to use promo code at sign up for an instant deposit match up to. $100. We're also brought to you by Audible. That's right, Audible, releasing a slate of new football podcasts for sure you're going to love. Like Think Like a Champion, available right now as a bonus episode on Locked On Presents. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russ is a champion on and off the field, but now he talks about the grind to path uh, the grind and path to greatness. Along with his co-host, you can hear interviews and conversations with two-time Super Bowl champion Von Miller, Tim Tebow, and more. Each episode featuring Olympic medalists, NFL stars, and business leaders. It's available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to Locked On Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere. You get your podcasts available everywhere now. Audible, get in the game. Back now to wrap up this episode of Locked On Commanders podcast. And we're looking, so we already looked to the future for the playoffs, right? The Commanders playoff potential, potential this season, uh, potential that you get to see your Washington Commanders in action in the postseason is getting higher and higher and only grew despite the fact that uh, guys like Taylor Heineke were kicked back on their sister's couches, you know, for a good reason this time. So shout out to Taylor for uh, appreciating where he's come from. Um, but we've got some other futures in mind, Chris, contract extensions, the conversations are going to start heating up as the months come here in less than 60 to 90 days. Most likely we're going to start talking heavily about contract extensions, re-signings and potential free agent targets. Uh, Charles Leno is a guy that comes to mind as a recent, uh, benefactor of one of these new contracts that were, that were agreed to. Is there a contract that you think the Washington Commanders should or need to execute a contract extension with a guy currently on the roster with an expiring contract uh, that you think they need to get done before the season ends. Right. And that's the key word before the season ends. I mean, yeah. obviously, they'll get some stuff done in between season or free agency, or maybe they won't, but you hope at least. Uh, but to me, before the season is done, the only guy that I think is a reasonable signing, and it has to work both ways, right? It has to work both ways where the player wants to re-sign with the team and the team re wants to re-sign the player, like Charles Leno did, is Taylor Heineke. And he might not want to do that. He might want to test his market value, especially if things continue to go well, even if statistically they're not great. If they win, hey, Taylor Heineke might look and say, Look, I can get better than Mitchell Trubisky money, which was you know about two years, fifteen million uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll continue to debate this as we go along. But David, if I was the Commanders, 
I would approach Taylor Heineke with a good veteran backup slash fringe starter type offer. Again, two years, 15-ish million, somewhere in that range, maybe a guarantee, 10 million of it or whatever. It's more money than Taylor Heineke ever has had. It would secure him. It would, I think, give everyone in the fan base, the locker room, the organization, the building, a little boost of confidence. Because remember, we don't know where Carson Wentz is going to be next year. He's going to count roughly about 20, I think it's 26, 27 million against the cap next year. You can get out of that with no dead money, but he's a he's potentially a free agent uh, or I should say, and Taylor Heineke is a free agent. So and you don't want to go down the road of potentially needing to franchise tag Taylor Heineke because you make a decision on Wentz and then you can't get another quarterback to replace to me. Be aggressive, pay the man, give him a nice raise, maybe a two, maybe a three-year deal, something like that, and see if you can get him to buy his own couch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it's an idea that, that I know has come up already, you know, uh, whether or not you bring Taylor Heineke back and whether or not you try to extend them before the season is out. I think, look, at the end of the day, you know what you have in Taylor. Right. Like even even this season with increased success as a team with Taylor Heineke, you still have like the Taylor that you are playing with now physically is the Taylor that you played with last year. I think what's different this year is more of the mentality, the football IQ being demonstrated on the field. Like the football IQ has never been in doubt. It's the football IQ showing up in the execution. I think we're seeing more of that uh, this season. And so I think you kind of know what you have. So. And it would behoove both sides to kind of get a deal done. You know what I mean? And Taylor, look, I mean, he came in this league with Scott Turner. Uh, I, I feel like there's probably some loyalty there. I'm not saying he's going to take a huge discount, but I think that, you know, if you give him the right amount, he'll take that over uh, hitting open waters and seeing what is available elsewhere. So I, I like that that suggestion. You know, one thing getting ready for this exercise, Chris, I, I noted to you is when you look at the list of future free agents for the Washington Commanders coming up next year, that is, there's not a whole lot of heavy hitters right. here, right? And, and that's a good thing because you've got obviously a talented roster that's starting to come together, gel, do some things correctly, which means you're probably one of those teams looking next year that you're probably like one or two, maybe three pieces away from really being super competitive. And that's a, that's a great position uh, to be in for any team. The heaviest hitter of them all, though, is Duran Payne. Right. And I think for the Washington Commanders, it would be absolutely great to see them execute an extension with Deron Payne before the season is over. For Deron Payne, I think you bet on yourself. And I think Deron Payne is going to bet on himself and and basically force the commanders into a situation where you're either going to pay me by tagging me or you're going to pay me by extending me or you're going to let me hit open waters. If you let me hit open waters, I'm probably gone. Whereas if the Washington commanders try to sign Deron Payne now, they're going to do it and they're going to say, look, we're kind of coming at you early. There's still games left. You could get hurt. We'll protect some of this, protect you, which also leads into discounts. Like whenever a team says we're going to help you out a little bit here by doing this early, they're also helping themselves out with a little bit of cap uh, help. Right. And and that's why I didn't go with Deron Payne because yeah. of just what you said. I don't think there's going to be a real strong interest on his end unless the deal is so egregiously good for the player, David. Yeah. Um, and maybe that means blowing out what they gave John Allen two years ago, which 
I don't know if you can. Uh, I don't know if you can blow out John Allen's money uh, right. and pay, say, Deron Payne an average of, I don't know, $20 million per year and uh, all the requisite guarantees, and I haven't broken it fully down. So, again, that's why I, I, I think they would definitely have an interest but yep. the question is, is whether that interest would be reciprocated because if you're Deron Payne, like you said, you're just this far away from eating, either hitting that franchise tag, which is expected to be about 18 million, 18 mm. million and change, mm. somewhere in that range, and then setting the bar minimum at that level on a long-term deal, or right. again, playing next year, just straight cash homie for whatever that money. The yeah. only other name that I quickly thought of was Montez Sweat. Remember, he's going into... Next year will be his fifth year contract option. Mm. They got the fifth year option for him. Uh, I forget what the actual number is projected to be. That might be like if you present Deron Payne with a contract and he says, eh, eh, no way, no chance. Maybe you jump right ahead to Montez Sweat. I'd have to yeah. kind of think about that a little bit more, but uh, we will see. So, yeah, uh, see, that's that's good. I narrowed my search to guys on expiring contracts only. So I should yeah. narrow my search. Right. I should have widened my search a little bit. But I mean, again, I think it's it's a good I, I think you're 100 percent right. But I think Deron Payne is, is smarter to wait and, and yeah. basically allow himself to continue being. Uh, dominant, but really, I mean, it, I think it's a testament to how much talent. I mean, there's some other names on the list that have expiring contracts. I think mm -hmm. you can talk about Daniel Wise is certainly a guy, but he's an exclusive rights free agent. You're right. bidding against yourself. There's right. there's really no reason there. Jeremy Reeves, I know, is a fan favorite and a guy who certainly uh, fills a role. But Cole uh, Holcomb's you know, a perfect example of a guy. Cole Holcomb's a guy, but you're not going to resign him under current circumstances. Yeah, so. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I mean, I assume Cole Holcomb says, oh, maybe a one-year deal. You bring him back and see if I can stay healthy and see if I can become the Mike again. But I can't give Cole Holcomb a two-, three-, four-year deal. It would be really hard. And, you know, look, they know more about the medicals than we do. But, you know, some of these, some of these foot injuries – uh, again, you know, they didn't put him on IR immediately, and then they did, which means there's there's new information or or something didn't go the way that maybe they hoped it was in the healing process or something. You know, you don't want to speculate too much about injuries, but there was there was a change there somewhere because if Absolutely. If, if it was what they thought it was originally, they had put him on IR to begin with. So there was a change there somewhere, and you know, you hope for Cole's sake that it's not something that's super uh, super bad, but you know. Yeah, that's, it's going to be tricky to see how they handle that in the offseason. Absolutely. No doubt about it. All right. Coming up on the next episode, I'll be solo. I'll have some nuggets on what this back-to-back -back matchup with the Giants represents. Uh, plus, we'll go further in detail on Taylor Heineke and his short and long-term future. That's all coming up on the next episode. Then David will return for a crossover Thursday episode for a second time in two and a half weeks with Patricia Trainer of Locked On Giants. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen and view. Again, check out Locked On Sports Today with Peter Brukowski and friends. Locked On Sports Today available on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. For David Harrison, who is covering the Washington Commanders. For Commander Country on SI.com's fan nation, I'm Chris Russ. One after the Russell and Ben Her Show, Team 980, throughout the DMV, and always live free on the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.